Welcome aboard for another episode of Maiden Voyage. Today, we have come together to talk about shit we need to stop doing in 2020. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady-hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self-improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together. Welcome aboard. All right. Things we need to stop doing in 2020. There's a lot of things we talked about already um, in earlier episodes this season about things we should start doing and, and embracing in 2020 and things we're excited about. But there's been a lot going on in the last few weeks that have triggered me to be like, guys, what are we doing? We need to stop this shit. And that comes for me on the tales of all of the um, award shows that we've been seeing. And I saw someone post on social media and, and it, Total, it resonated with me and I shared it with you ladies. And that's kind of how we, we birthed this episode is that why are we still comparing ourselves to each other in magazines? The who wore best lists and the best dressed men and the best dressed women. It's like that mean list in high school about kids who were not pretty or were not cute. It has the same connotation to me. It's the same level of like expectations and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and really just comparing ourselves, our worth to each other in this physical matter, it drives me insane. And we're sending the wrong message to younger generations that like, if you wear the same shirt as Sally, did Sally look better than you? No, you both look great. Let's move on with our lives. I just can't believe that we're still in a place where we are commenting on how adult humans look and talking and voting about it because those people magazines you vote about it who looked better in that outfit I, I like it boggles my mind that this is still something that is being sold so regularly in the checkout line at the supermarket or like the halftime show when like people would put like like who danced better or did the booty shaking better like they both did great like let's move on first of all Unless you put a video of yourself dancing like that online, you don't get to say anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, can you shake it like that? Can you pole dance? I took a pole dancing class once. It is really hard. Like bruises everywhere for days. It is so hard. Unless you can hold your 50-year-old ass upside down while <laughs> singing, you don't get to say anything. I'm with you. That's what drives me crazy is that People who have their opinions at home in their potato covered sweatpants on their computer, they got a lot to say. And I just feel so bad for JLo and Shakira because I thought they brought it. I don't care what they're wearing. If you don't like what they're wearing, look away. I, I, like that did not trigger me. I was just so impressed that they could perform at that level. I, I was impressed. That's it. I was too. I was like, that was legit. Right? I feel a hundred when I get out of bed every morning. And if JLo and Shakira can do that, I should not complain. Right? And I, I saw this really funny meme that was like, moms in 2019, Adam Levine is so hot, which like, by the way, he is. Call me. Um, moms in 2020. Like, I can't believe you're putting this on TV for my children to see. But like a half naked man is okay. It's that same. It's that double standard. Here we are again, right? Like naked dude, nipple, cool. Naked female nipple, not cool. Both nipples. Like, I just don't understand why we are still in 2020 
comparing ourselves like this. It even is shocking that the number of female directors that yeah. were nominated this year. Yeah. Well, they didn't recognize like hardly any female directors this year. Any, right. Did you see Natalie Portman's like cape yeah. with the names? Yes. That was, first of all, even if there are no names on there, that was a beautiful piece. It was. But then the fact that there was names on there, it was like stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a jacket she wore, right? Yeah. It was like a yeah, legit woman cape. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman is a superhero, so she can do anything. Anything. Like Black Swan can't. No wrong. And she's like wickedly smart. Mm-hmm. And she's Jewish. She's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> is she from New Jersey? She's from Israel, I think. All right, fine. Well <laughs> she could be a little better if she were from New Jersey. That's all oh, right, right. The best dogs, really. Right. <laughs> And then Audrey, you took interest in this whole. Okay. (laughs) Let me start by like, so I saw this thing on Facebook. I didn't actually watch. I didn't see it, but Jen's going to post it in here. Like maybe like right now. And (laughs) um, there was this look that Billie Eilish gave. And um, I mean, even if you see it, you're like, Ooh, like she's being a little disrespectful, but I guess if you get like the background story, they um they brought her like they focused on her on the main screen and she noticed it and then like gave like an uncomfortable look. But the girl is 18 years old. She's just like thrown not thrown into all the spotlight, but she's just gotten all of this um attention because she's rocking it right now. I personally like don't listen to her music, but she did win five Grammys. I mean, she's doing something. But she's just uncomfortable in her own skin. She's not, she hasn't arrived yet. And um, unfortunately, with all this, with focusing on moments where she feels uncomfortable, she's not going to arrive anytime soon, you know. She's not comfortable in her own skin. But um, I just thought it was, I thought it was kind of sad because all these people are talking, like, negatively about, about it. Like, she doesn't feel, like, good about where she's at. And I just think it's sad that she feels that way. And if anything, like people should be picking her up, not picking, like picking her apart. I also think it's very normal at 18 years old to not like yourself. Right. I mean, it doesn't help that you have green hair and like whatever, but she's, she doesn't know who she is yet in her own skin. Yeah. She, I mean, there's, I am worlds away from the human I was when I was 18. Oh gosh. And like, can you imagine all the responsibility she has to like, this because she is like a thing right like she's become not a person she's become like her brand she's become her music and and julie i know you know but you have you because we share notes friends um friends listening we share notes before we get on a call but you with taylor swift yeah that was me sorry i was muted i didn't realize yeah that's that was- okay <laughs> i feel like it's a very similar because she just put out this documentary Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you ladies see it? No, Not I yet, so it. don't spoiler alert it. Where- I, I won't, but I will just kind of comment based on that. So, so something that Taylor Swift shares in like the story of her documentary was that we all remember her like back in the day of like her country music phase when she was kind of like this nice, quiet, cute, innocent kind of girl. And something that she shared was that she felt like that was kind of the way that she branded herself 
when she first started was something that she felt like she had to uphold throughout her entire career. And she tried to just be this like neutral mouse almost because she wanted people to just focus on her music and not on her beliefs or see her any differently. Um, other, like it was just about her music for her. Um, but in her documentary talks about her transformation and growing into herself, kind of like we're talking about like Billie Eilish doesn't know who she is right now at 18. Taylor grew into herself and she realized that like we've talked about in some of our other Maiden Voyage episodes, artists like this, they have a platform to speak on. Mm -hmm. And she kind of, Taylor Swift came to terms with this and she said, you know what? I don't even care if nobody likes me anymore. Mm -hmm. She went through um, some really like dramatic changes two, three years ago with her like reputation album and all these like nasty rumors spread about her in the news. And she just got to a point where she realized that she can't do things for the attention and for the approval of them. And she just has to do things because they feel right in her heart and they matter to her. And um, the documentary kind of talks about her using that newfound point of view as like a platform for change. Um, and it gets kind of like political, you'll see. Um, but I think that's so wonderful. I think that some, some shit we should start doing in 2020 is actually taking a stand for something and not feeling ashamed or for doing something like that if it really matters to you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think those two stories are just like so in line with the idea that like I'm 30, I'll be 37. I don't know exactly who I am yet, right? Like I know pieces of me, but I think that we're constantly evolving and it's such a shame that she's put in the, Billy's put in the spotlight right now and getting such negative feedback on like, I talk with my face. I can't imagine somebody screenshotting me in a meeting and being like, oh, Jackie is such a bitch because of this one face she made, you know? Well, people are literally calling her trash and all this stuff from like just a face she gave. So and then let's just stop judging people who have expressions. <laughs> That's something we should do in 2020. Like sometimes it, you, it, it is what it means and sometimes it isn't, so... Yeah, stop right. jumping to conclusions. That should be yes, <laughs> love it. Okay, I love that. I love that. Um, and then Julie, I am very interested. I because I am. You wrote a list of things that we will need to stop doing, and I want to start doing one of those things. So I'd love to hear what's going on. I would love to hear as I talk about this, which thing you would like to start doing. Oh, I want Botox, like everywhere. Oh. Okay. Like put it in so, my boob and I put it in my foot. Where can I put Botox? I'll put it there. Understood. So my big thing right now, and this is a bit of a, a transition from earlier this week, what I thought I was going to talk about is making moral judgments either on yourself or someone else based on choices that are just choices. So let me back up and tell you where this comes from. I had a friend earlier this week who posted an Instagram story at an Instagram TV about her relationship with food. And it's something that she struggled with. I struggled with that a lot myself. We've talked about it um, a lot of times. And she posted this video. And one of the things she said was, I bought snack size almonds to keep in my car because sometimes when I'm waiting to pick up my kids from school or this or that, I just feel like I need something to eat. And I don't want to go food or something, right? So she's saying, I'm trying to set myself up for success here. Well, one day she said um, she ate four of those little snack size bags of almonds. And it was 
disgusting was the sentence she said. And I said, well, they're 100 calorie packs of almonds. They're almonds. You ate four of them. That's 40 calories of almonds, which is not a lot of almonds. And you're not a bad person because you ate 400 calories of almonds, right? You're giving this moral judgment on this choice. That's just something that happened. And I think that's something we all do. Yeah. But there's a lot of this space of women and appearance and weight and health. And it's four bags of almonds. You know, if it had been a jar of almonds and you took a handful and you ate one handful, it would probably be, probably be the same. Yeah. Yeah. As those four little packages, but those packages psychologically made this disgusting. Mm. And I can't think of anything less disgusting than that. It's just almonds, you know? Right. I think that most of us struggle in that sense with our like food and how we eat it and when we eat it and what other people think of what we're eating and how we think about ourselves love what we're eating. I mean, it's a struggle. For sure. And so I'm someone who I've had a whole journey of weight loss and fitness and ups and downs and this and that in my life. And I am very aware probably of everything that goes into my mouth and my body. Like 90% of the time to the point that like I weigh track and measure food. I count macros sometimes. Sometimes I'm really into it. Sometimes I'm not and I hate it, but I've had to learn to give myself permission Mm. to like it and to hate it. Right. Sometimes I'm into it and I want to know exactly what's going in and how are these components of a meal or of a, a single item of food affecting my day and my body and what I have coming up. Should I have carbs or protein before the gym? When should I be eating more fat? How will that help me in the morning or this or that? And then sometimes I'm like, I want French fries and I'm going to have French fries for dinner. And maybe like, this is a day where I'm not going to hit that calorie number or that macros number or this or that, but I can still be balanced and that's okay. And sometimes I want to eat four little bags of almonds. And sometimes I want to eat four little bags of muddy buddies because I bought those and they're delicious and they're little snack size bags and they're wonderful. Right. So this idea of, you know, because I eat a cheeseburger, there's morally something wrong with me is not something I'm okay hearing anymore. And something I'm going to start doing in 2020 is when my friends say that kind of stuff, call them out. Yes. My food thing has been so different lately because I'm like super pregnant but Jackie knows like beforehand I would not eat carbs at dinner like I would eat very good like salads for lunch like you were no, very like, healthy eater yeah it was super healthy and I've had to like legit throw it out the door so I didn't I didn't want to feel guilty for something that I had to do right. so like I, I don't count calories I'm able to eat like another like 700 at this point a day but like I don't I don't count them. I don't like, I don't make myself feel guilty for having a dessert twice a day. That's (laughs) fine. I like that. Um, But the other thing you just did is you said, I had salads. I would have salads. It's really good. I was really good. You made healthy choices, but it doesn't mean you were good or bad. Because if you're good for eating vegetables, you're bad for eating carbs. Yeah, labeling. That's a huge thing in any, like, psychology field. Like, yeah. Audrey, did you say wow? No, I said yeah. 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 I mean, Audrey, I, I think you're person. always... Good. I meant, like, I ate well. 
So, but this is not at all, I feel like I'm going to respond to this because raising a young daughter, I am very careful about food as a reward. Like uh-huh. if you're good and you eat all your dinner, you can have a candy or you can have a cookie or you can have a something. I try not to make food a reward because I struggled with weight through over the years and with food and food relationships. And I like, and not that what Audrey, not that we're what you and I, the way we think about it is wrong, but I do this. I label it. Like I ate really good today. So like I had a good, I had a good eating day. I had a bad eating day. Like I just, like you just ate, I made healthy choices or I made unhealthy choices. It's not good or bad. Like I, I do the same thing with the good or the bad. And I'm trying not to do that with her because I don't want her to have a relationship with food as she grows up that like, I only ate salad today. I was good. I can have cake now. Cause that's not like, all a very, salads are good. not all salads <laughs> are good. Very true. Yeah, right. But all salads are delicious. But this idea of like not labeling your behavior in 2020, I really like. Yeah. I, I'm, tr- I'm trying. It's really hard. But the Botox thing, this is the other piece that gets me. So I will occasionally say, I have some, you know, forehead crevices coming in. Um, they're not my favorite. Like the, you know, there's, there's just things on my face that I'm like, yeah, I could do without this. So occasionally the words, yeah, you know, I think sometime I would like Botox comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so often the response to that is, oh, but you don't need that. Mm. Yeah. I don't care. I want it. Right. I want it. I understand that you think that I don't need it. Right. But I look myself in the face every day and I want to feel good about my reflection. And if that means that I want to lift weights, wear a crop top and get Botox, then that's what I'm going to do. Right. You don't lift weights and people say, oh, you don't need to do that. True. Right. But it's, it's not so dissimilar, right? I'm not saying I want a plastic surgeon to make a whole new face for me. Right. That's which I would still be well within my rights to do. I want a temporary situation here, a little preventative. Let's not make it worse. Just so you all know, Zoom has a touch of appearance feature. So <laughs> benefiting from that. I just want my face to look like Zoom touch up my appearance all the time. I don't... I don't think that it works for me. I'm beyond Zoom touch-up appearance. (laughs) You look great, Jackie. But it's funny because I almost got Botox. Like I made an appointment and everything um, last in January. I was supposed to go in January. And to be quite honest, the only reason I didn't is because my husband made a stink about it. My husband doesn't want me to do it either. Only because, well, I also live in Florida. And so like, I'll big majority of my friends have already done it like more than they have not and some of them like have just gone a little bit overboard so they look a little like when you get too much you know how you like can't smile all the way and like right and like flat stiff right so like you know things like that happen yeah but it's not it's not permanent it's temporary well like months (laughs) right but months Right. It's not like you're getting like new boobs and they last forever. I would love new boobs. Um, I would love new boobs too. Oh no. I just want to like, anyway, we're all beautiful and none of us need to change anything. Let's stop being so hard on ourselves in 2020. That's a new rule. 
let's, let's be kind to ourselves and let's let's call out our friends when they are judging themselves for oh for these things. And I, I hope you guys do it to me too, because I am as much as I'm trying to advocate for this, I'm also a huge culprit of doing it. You know what though? That's sometimes the best place to take a challenge is because like, I always say this, like when I hear my friends be like, I'm fat on this and that, I'm always like, stop, you're not, you know? And I'm going to tell you why and how and where you're beautiful because you clearly need to hear that. But I don't always do that for myself. I had such a bad night last night. I needed this like yesterday. I just like everything started swelling, like even my legs. I'm like really pregnant. And so like, like everything started just getting bigger. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so big right now. I feel so gross. My husband like covered me up with a blanket and he's like, here, he gave me ice cream. I'm like, no, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. He's a good man. It kind of ties into one point I had, not what you said, Audrey, because I feel bad because like you are the exception to this rule at this point. Um, but one of my points that I wrote down to talk about was kind of like the idea of stop complaining if you're not willing to make a change about something yes. that's you. Um, yeah. obviously like that's a circumstance you're pregnant, like you can complain about that because it's going to pass, whatever. But I just feel like there are so many people and I know specifically, I felt like last year for some reason it was even worse that a lot of friends or even like family were just, they just like complain about things. And I almost feel like a bit masculine in a way, you know how they, they say that like men by nature are more like problem solvers. Like if you come to them to complain, they will give you like a solution versus sometimes like women just like to share things just for the sake of like venting and empathizing with one another. Um, But yeah, I, I guess my point is, there are things that you can change and control and like focus on the things you can control. And just, I know this has such a bad connotation, but like, stop bitching, stop bitching just for the sake of bitching. Like if there's something that bothers you, do something about it. I hate when people complain about their job every day. Get a new job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you are in charge of your destiny here, sweetheart. Yeah. It drives me crazy when people complain about their careers, then get a new one. There's a million out there. There's tons of opportunity. You just have to want to do the work to find it. And that's what it is. People are lazy. I think, I think Jackie and Jen, the big thing you're both hitting on is willingness. Yeah. Right. So you're either willing to make a change or you're willing to stay where you are. Right. You have choices. But it's kind of like you said, yeah, like call them out on it. Like you said, like you said, like, I'm going to start calling people out when they make like a a judgment or something on themselves. And you said the same thing, Jackie, but it's one of those things where like, call them out, like say to your loved one or whatever, like you're just complaining for the sake of complaining. Like if you need a sounding board and just want to vent, sure. But I'm not going to be there all the time to hear this over and over this same like sob story here's what you can do to change it. Do it. I love you. I'll support you. I'll be there for you every step of the way. Right. But stop driving me nuts with it. (laughs) Right. Don't bring that drama in my life. I don't need that. Yes. I texted one of my best friends last night and I was like, just so you know, I'm just going to vent for like five minutes. And I just started complaining about like things. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Thank you. But that's so funny to say that. I'm in like a group chat with some of my girlfriends, some of my mom friends. And I will legit just be like, we st- we, we've all done it to each other. We start the text with like rant 
so that we, no one even has to respond, right? I just need to get this off of me onto someone else. I just need to like flesh this out of my system. And then thank you for, thank you for being here. Thank you for my TED talk, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and we all need that though, right? Like we all need that space to feel safe where you can release that. But Jen, I fully agree with you. Like if I'm going to be hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. That kind of leads into something that I was, uh, I I had a little list of things that people need to stop. Shit. We need to stop doing in 2020. Um, like allowing people who don't value you and your boundaries in your life. Yes. Right. Like I have very, I've set a lot of boundaries in my life over the last several years and it, it makes cutting people out who don't respect that so much easier when you value your own boundaries. So like stop letting people cut into you when you don't need that in 2020 and stop texting your exes. Cause that's nasty. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Oh girl. No, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, different, different. That was like a long time ex. Not like, it wasn't like somebody you were like chilling with who like ghosted you and now you're sliding back into their DMs. A week no, later. no, no. Right. That's that guy. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, you know he ain't good. Stop texting him. But <laughs> not you. Cool. That's <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't do that. And don't do it with your ex-friends either. Very good. So my last thing to stop doing for 2020 is please stop not wearing sunscreen. This goes back to the Botox conversation. It goes back to all of it. They make every kind of sunscreen now. There are powders. There are liquids. There are gels. There are serums. There are Jackie has one. Jackie, tell us about your sunscreen you told me about. Which one? That you just ordered. Oh, beauty mm-hmm. counter? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is good. I will share this. Um, I sometimes don't wear sunscreen, Julie, because- But you wear a hat? Um, but that have hair. Mm, okay, I will try to wear sunscreen. You're right. You're right. You're right. My mother-in-law has had skin issues from sun and I should. I'm sure it's in your moisturizer. There's like 30 in every like coat of stuff I put on my face. No. I guarantee it's in your moisturizer and stuff. Okay. I'll Google that. I don't think so. But what I will say is that I've started using this product line called Beauty Counter that is like very good um, natural based products. Um, and they do offer sunscreen, which is yay, very exciting. It's like clean and natural and like doesn't clog your pores and like all that stuff. I've always had issues with sunscreen on my face that burns. Always. Like every sunscreen burns my face, which is why I generally don't put it on because it burns. Okay. I, but I, this doesn't go in a hat. Um, I'm, if people are listening, I have really big curly hair. It doesn't go in a hat. Um, big floppy hat. Okay. You can send one to me. Okay. Uh, But I will say that I'm a crazy person with sunscreen for my child. And that's how I found out about this beauty counter stuff. Because I only put like organic, like only good stuff on her. And then I put like banana boat oil SPF four on myself. I was going to say, I'm going to share with you girls afterward at my old, I used to work for a vacation company. 
And I actually made like a, a video to show you how to like make your own DIY, like organic natural sunscreen. Really? And it's a like really oh, big hit. Actually, I just looked it up to share it with you guys. It is like over a hundred thousand views right now, actually. I'm pretty excited. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to share that with our listeners too, because I agree with Julie. Protecting your skin from damage and sun and spots and cancer and all of those things is really important as we're destroying our environment. The sun rays are getting stronger. We all should be wearing sunblock. I fully agree. Something we should start doing in 2020. And Jen has a recipe for us. I love that. Jen has a recipe. It'll probably help with the Botox issue too. Good. Because the sun makes us wrinkly. All of my forehead wrinkles are where I've gotten some really bad sun exposure in my youth. Um, I'm choosing to believe that is false, but I appreciate. <laughs> it's not. I had sun poisoning on part of my forehead pretty much. Not false. Yeah, but I don't have. Good. I've had sun poisoning on my chest. There's no wrinkles here. All right. I'll wear sunblock. Yeah. You know what? Make yourself a little mini commitment. Maybe you can wear it like on the weekends to start. How about I commit to wearing it when I'm like bathing in the sun? Why don't you just look on your moisturizer? It's you're probably already wearing it. I'm gonna Google it right now. Well, we're gonna do it live. I feel like Jackie's like, no, I actively avoided it in my moisturizer. No, I didn't actively avoid it, but like, I wasn't like, I need moisturizer with sunblock. If I put it on, like, I put on a moisturizer and then I put on a BB cream and then I'll put on like a powder or something, all of them have sunscreen in it. Oh, my BB cream might have sunscreen. But you know, Audrey, you probably know this if you're protecting yourself from the sun and based on your complexion. Well, look at me. If they don't add <laughs> together. So if you wear like a 50, a 30, and yeah, a 20, yeah. you yeah. only got the 50. They, right. Yeah, they don't add together. Although one of my husband's friends thought they did, and he's more see-through than Audrey, and he used to always get burned, and I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like he thought he was wearing 100, and he was wearing 40 or whatever, you know? Um, I'm, I don't think it does. I want you to read the back of it. All right, I'll get it and read it after this. Thank you. We'll find some sunscreen videos too. Some good, you know, overviews and and reviews. It's terrifying. The sun is terrifying. It's wonderful and terrifying. In conclusion. (laughs) No, I I hope that you guys listening have really gotten some, I don't know, tips on like shit you need to stop doing. Like texting your ex and not wearing sunscreen and talking terrible about yourself or thinking terrible about yourself or putting judgments on things that you do negatively or positively. Like, let's be kind to ourselves. Let's be kind to each other. Let's stop comparing ourselves to each other. And let's just give everyone a little grace, okay? As we move forward into 2020, let's try and think, uh, what does Remington always say? Assume positive positive intent. intent. (laughs) Assume positive intent as you move forth into 2020. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.